0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Uh, once a week, we try to bring in someone with outside knowledge from outside the Inside Texas group uh, uh, that we normally plug into. Uh, and Jerry Hamilton uh, has been suggesting this guy to me for a couple of weeks, or actually a couple of months now. His name is Nathan O'Neill. Nathan is a uh, private defensive line trainer uh, and has done that for a number of players across the country. Uh, not only on the high school and college level, but also on the pro level. Three of the guys he, he uh, uh, trains and tutors, I guess is the best way to put it, uh, are Longhorn, former Longhorns that are now in the NFL, including Joe Osai, uh, Charles O'Minahue, and Puna Ford. Nathan, welcome to uh, On Texas Football. How are you doing today, man?
1: Man, I'm outstanding, brother. It might be a little loud in the background. I apologize. This is a NFL combine training facility. And our guys are ripping and running, getting after it today.
0: Well, good for, good for them. Thank you for joining us. Um, uh, as I said, uh, we try to bring in somebody that kind of ed- helps us educate others. Uh, and Jerry thought that uh, in your position, you're, you're uniquely situated to do that. Jerry, go ahead and let's, let's go ahead and start the questions for Nathan and, and uh, try to get, get him going here.
2: Yeah, a little background on Nathan. Um, you know, Nathan and I have known each other for years. We're friends. I think he's absolutely the best uh, at what he does. Um, I think the same of margin hooks at wide receiver, people know that. Um, Nathan is at the Under Armour camp, the line instructor, Under Armour All-America game. He headed up the Power Academy, uh, the Underclassmen Report Power Academy, the first one ever last weekend at Arlington Martin. He worked with Ashton Porter, one of the top Texas targets. Uh, So, Nathan, the first thing I wanted uh, to talk to you about is, you know, talk about how you teach, the methods you teach, what you look
1: for in guys. Well, you know, I'll tell you this. It's it's funny you say that, man. My my philosophy, not really philosophy, but my methods have really changed throughout the years as I've grown. Relationships have grown as I've learned. A real big thing for me now really comes down to, a guy, you know, his hands, this, the power in his hands, the heaviness of his hands, his strike really focused on his eyes, um, his reaction to movement. Um, I've found that really helps with developing guys' get-offs. Um, when it comes to a pass rush standpoint, I really, really focus on bend, on turning corners, and then power. If you can't, if you can't consistently win with power, you're not going to consistently win in football as you get to the upper level. Um, in high school, you can beat somebody with your hands and do it just over and over again, or you can run around somebody. But When you get to a power five school, like the University of Texas, or when you get up into the NFL, like a, like a, you know, a mini U or a side, it, it, it comes, really comes down to that power in your rush, whether it's with one or two hands is really gonna set up your other rushes, really set up, you know, boom, if I'm beating with power, now I can get into using my hands. I can get into, you know, my swipes, my chops, my cross chops, whatever, my swats, and, and really, really get after them a little bit. So I found in my early years, maybe I was a little bit of the, you know, that little the pass rush phase of, of moving them hands, throwing them hands and just doing whatever. Now I really try to develop a guy for ball, for the big picture of what ball can be for them and, and really kind of take it from there.
0: Nathan, uh, I got to ask this question because it's somewhat topical, right? And I know right. this isn't this isn't necessarily uh, uh, what we were going to talk about, but we're coming off a Super Bowl where the defensive line absolutely decided that game, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yes, they, the the Rams came out and just killed it in the second half. It, is that because they have the best collection of pass rush talent? Is that oh. I mean, is that uh, coaching? Is that ability? What? What was Well, all I'm, I'm going to say,
1: that, I, as far as coaching and, and the D-line coach there with the Rams, Coach Henderson, he does, he does a phenomenal job. He's a great ball coach. Um, but they got two of the best pass rushers in the history of football on that defensive line. And the, both of them really kind of took over. And, you know, A.D., for example, his first sack come off a two-hand bull rush that, I mean, it was just absolutely perfect. Got up underneath the pads and lifted the O-lineman up. His second one come off his little beautiful cross chop. Um you know, Vaughn, I mean, his spin, he was spinning beautifully, and he set that up in the first half with really, you know, utilizing his power and stuff. It, it was – As you go back and you break down that game, for a guy like me that is just an absolute football nerd, I, I love this game. I'm obsessed with this game. I'm obsessed with defensive line play. As I, I, as I watched that game and to see AD set up, I mean, he used that power all game long. He got doubled and tripled all game long. He used that power all night long. And as that entire defensive line really started to wake up, Leonard Floyd really started to take over that game. It really set up some one-on-one situations for him. And you look at the sack he had there right at the end of the game, this little cross chop. You know, everybody's going to want to get out there and practice that cross chop now. But what I challenge people to do is get out there and watch that whole game and watch what that defensive line did that whole game and see how they set up that last drive that whole game, how AD using his power all day long really set up that opportunity to come out and throw his cross shot and be successful with it. You know, what we do in the first quarter is to get to the second quarter and the second quarter is to get to the third quarter and then third quarter is to get to the fourth quarter. No games ever won in the first quarter.
2: Got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nathan, talk about a little bit about, you know, let's let's talk about Joe's side. When you started working with Joe, where where he was at then and where he's at now and what you've kind of worked with him on.
1: Well, you know, obviously Joe's coming off an injury. Um, so you haven't really gotten to do much with him lately um, because, you know, he's been rehabbing. I've seen him in, in April, and I'm real fired up to get back on the field with him. And, and the thing I've always really liked about Joe – is he, man, that, that, that dude can bend, and he can turn corners. And, I mean, when you when you put that with kind of his, his the speed that he brings, his short area equipment that he brings to the game, and that, that surface reduction of his bend, it's going to make the Bengals going to be really, really happy. They Their best football is ahead of them, considering a guy like him, they made it in the Super Bowl this year, and a guy like him wasn't even on the field. And when you add him, into what you know, Big Trey can do, and Sam and Larry up in the middle, and you add Joseph to that mix. That's going to make for one one heck of a dynamic duo up there in, in, in Cincy for years to come. Um, again, Joe can just man. He can just bend. He can just bend his butt off, and he does it with quickness too.
0: To give people an idea, Nathan, when did you start working with him? When he was at
1: University of Texas. So I worked with I've worked with Charles Minihew since Charles was a sophomore at UT. Um, and when, you know, was getting Charles ready for the, the Senior Bowl. Charles, he connected me and Joseph and, you know, kind of the rest was history with that.
0: Gotcha. Um, you mentioned Charles Menahue. My cousin was his high school football coach. And so he's a guy uh, that I've known for a, a long time. And talk about a raw product. To where he yeah. is today, it's a, uh, it's it it it's not it's it's a uh, a couple of things, and this is one of the questions I want to ask you as a, a premier trainer. You talk about all of these physical assets a guy has to have: heavy hands, his eyes, reactive quickness, uh, being able to turn the corner. W- what about what is it that you see? Because you see a lot of guys that are young to old, right? Like you see uh-huh. that progress what separates the guys that make it that don't make it even even the ones that have the same level of talent what's the what is that you know I've always wondered that because you're seeing like I I see it I've seen it in high school and see a full development from high school to college and then you kind of watch it over college but I think you've seen it even further
1: out and and what
0: is it that, that, that kind of separates those guys
1: well I'll tell you this I've been blessed to I've got several guys that I've worked with that I started working with them when they were actually in high school um, that today are playing in the NFL. Um, this year, I've got a guy that, that was my very first client ever, you know, eight, almost nine years ago that I'm getting ready for the NFL draft. Um, you take a guy like Charles, for example. You know, Charles, you know, I was at FSU working with Josh Sweat, and Brian Burns, and 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 you know janarius robinson and i posted something on twitter about it and charles was a sophomore at texas and he actually hit me up um on and and then that just started building a relationship and then eventually i went out to ut and started working with him. a guy like charles and this, this goes to really into play with what you're asking me the best thing charles brings to football And the reason why he's continued to develop and get better year in and out is the mental side of the game, the studying side of it. Charles' understanding of how to break down an opponent, not just an offense, but an offensive tackle, a guard, um, and how to attack him. And some of the most work me and Charles ever did was breaking down, you know, his next week's opponent and putting together a pass rush plan going against that opponent. Kind of the game within the game. Where a lot of guys who are great athletes and and you, you think that when they get in the NFL, that athleticism is just going to take over and they're going to keep getting better and better and then they don't necessarily make it is because the mental side of the game doesn't really transition for them. They don't continue to grow from a studying standpoint of understanding how to attack somebody. You know, there's that old saying, it, 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 you know, it, it, if I do something over and over again, expecting the same results, what is that? That's the definition of insanity. So something's not working, but you continue to do it over and over. And, and I mean, you got nobody to blame but yourself. And a lot of guys, really can't they don't transition that they don't transition mentally they get on the field in college and they're just so athletic and so gifted that it opens up doors for them with the NFL but they continue to have the same habits when they get to the NFL and then they don't have as many people standing over top of them as they did when they were in college making sure things were getting done and then they, they, they just don't pan out they fall apart they end up being there for two three years or they end up being there for five or six but they never become what they could have became because that study habits those study habits that, that when, you know, when nobody's watching, what are you doing? That type of thing. Doesn't line up for what they could.
0: Gotcha. Is, let me ask you this is work ethic. Um, Cause I, I understand what you're saying. You're talking about strategy, really like developing a plan or a, a strategy for being successful, right? Is work ethic, in your opinion, in uh, born in someone, and you can't really give it to them, or can they develop it, or is that and is that part just part of someone's talent level?
1: You, you know what I, I mean? I, yeah, absolutely. I I, I think it, it's one thousand percent developed. You know, I, I I know several several people, including myself, that didn't have the best upbringing and grow up with the best role models in this kind of stuff, and. It just comes down to what you want out of life, right? Ultimately, I want to be great because, you know, but my work ethic has to match that. If my work ethic doesn't match what I say I want, then I'm never going to be what I say I want to be or I'm never going to be what I could be. It's the same thing with with with, with, with an athlete. You know, great athleticism will take you so far. And this is one of the reasons why I think a lot of kids who are high ranked out of high school going into college football don't pan out because they're so gifted at what they do when they're in high school is so far ahead of everybody that they're not really required to work that hard. So when they get to college all of a sudden, now they got to really go to work and they got to grind. And some of them can, and some of them can't. Some of them can't say, ooh, crap, let me reevaluate myself and go get it. And then some of them, they don't.
0: Yeah, and and, and,
1: and there's that next
0: level that you're talking about even when they go from college to the pros, there you remove the training wheels, so to speak, right? Absolutely. You're Absolutely. you're then going, there's no <laughs> you're you're riding the bike all by yourself. Yes, all by there's yourself. gonna be there's gonna be people out there, but but you have to welcome them in. So as the underarm game uh, defensive line coach, you've had an opportunity to uh, 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 really uh,
2: see a lot of really talented players over the years. Jerry, you have some questions you want to ask him about those? Yeah, I mean, as far as the Texas class, the guys that signed with Texas in 2022, I, I, I don't know how much you've had a chance to study them. So the background, so Nathan coaches the D-line on one team at Under Armour game. Well, Justice Finkley and Dre Bledsoe were on the other team this year. But yeah. Dre Bledsoe, Justice Finkley, Ethan Burke, the kid that Texas signed late out of Westlake, Aaron Bryant, Zach Swanson. Have you had a chance to study any of those guys Texas signed? And Do you have any thoughts on those guys?
1: yeah, so I made a few notes, and i'm gonna, I'm gonna go over those notes with you. Now Justice is a kid I remember just simply because the other defensive line coach on the other team is a is a really good friend of mine, Court, you know Corey Beck, defensive line coach at Collins Hill High School. We're actually about to go into business together. He's gonna launch Feet hits hands in Atlanta. so fired up about that. Um, but I had to plug that in there. But Justice himself, you know, a kid that doesn't necessarily have all the vertical height or length that you'd like to see. But, man, he brought so much to the table from a standpoint of power and, and turning corners and effort. You know, I'm, and then, you know, when I went back and watched some of Justice's film and then watched some of his training videos and, and stuff like that, I can kind of see what Corey was talking about. The kid brings a lot to the table, man. I, I think what Texas is going to get from somebody in that, in, like that young man is just great, great effort, That uh, kind of a motor that's not going to die. And he's somebody that I would not be surprised if he really gets on the field early at Texas. Just simply with that ability to rush with power and collapse that pocket, I think he's going to bring a lot to the table.
0: It, it, that's, that's uncommon for, for defensive linemen to play early. Uh, is there a reason why you think that? Is it because of his strength?
1: Well, I think his strength, his effort, his, his football IQ, kind of all of it. You pull it all together. And he's somebody I think can give them some meaningful snaps, especially as a team. It's trying to build into you know, what they should be. And, and, you know, obviously being really that that first real deep class of Coach Sark and them, you know, they're gonna want this young man to get out there and, and have an opportunity to, to do it, you know? Gotcha.
0: Uh, you mentioned Dre Bledsoe, Ethan Burke, Anthony Bryant, uh, Zach Swanson. Did you get a chance to see
2: any of those guys, too?
1: So, I, you know, um, my next guy that I did some notes on was, was Aaron Bryant. Um, you know, I like his size. I really like his size, the the, the body, the length. Um, he does it kind of display a little bit of, of explosive ability, especially off the ball. Um he doesn't he, he like he plays with a nice pad level. He does have things he has to improve on, but you know as, as obviously any any new come, incoming freshman, you know, but a big thing for me is with that that length and that explosiveness. I think you guys have somebody you're going to be able to develop there. I think he's a good kid, man. Some of, I remember going back and looking at some of the things that I I put in there about him from some of the camp circuit. You know, I actually put in a a, a a kid that really listened, really tried to to implement what we were talking about. So that's huge. I mean, that that as a young man to take when you got a kid for 20 minutes and he's trying to put it into work immediately, that's a big deal. That means he's going to be a kid that that you know your D line coach should have a great time with.
0: Yeah, that that shows maturity at a, at a young Absolutely. age. You know, absolutely. And and perhaps that builds into the work ethic and the capacity to potentially be that those kind of guys that you've been talking about.
2: And Nathan, absolutely. Nathan, Ethan Burke wasn't a kid that was on the camp circuit. So I don't know if you had a chance to watch his tape. Uh the kid at Westlake. He he was a top lacrosse player in the country, he was committed to Maryland lacrosse. Then he backed out of that and started focusing on football, he was committed to Michigan before Texas offered him late. Uh, did you get a chance to watch Ethan at all? Because I, 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 you, I, I know he's a tougher one because you haven't seen him yeah. on the
1: circuit. No, I, I haven't got the chance to really kind of dive into Ethan Burke okay. much. Um, just, there wasn't a, a ton out there on him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I apologize. Yeah, that was a little different one for me. Um, so, I got into DeRay Bledsoe a little bit. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Bledsoe? He's very raw but very explosive. Yeah. Very explosive, but very, very raw. Um, very raw. Like you know, you—he's a kid that really doesn't understand really even how to put his hands on a block yet. But I think as you take a, a young man like that with his explosiveness, if, if you can, you know, get him to buy in to put those hands on blocks, that's gonna that's gonna make for a nightmare from somebody because he is really explosive. How, how, really explosive. How
0: well do you know? Uh, Bo Davis, and not necessarily personally, but from a professional standpoint?
1: That's uh, a great football coach, you know. Um, I got a chance to meet and kind of be around him some when he was at Alabama. Um, I mean, you can't – that he's going to do a heck of a job with y'all's defensive line. You can't really argue with anything he does. I mean, he's going to teach those guys. You know, he's an old Pete Jenkins guy, so he really understands, you know, how to put hands on blocks, how to play blocks. He's, I mean, he's done it forever. He's developed tons of pass rushers. He's going to really help guys when it comes to developing as a pass rusher. He's one of the best, man. Bo is one of the best.
2: And Nathan, as a guy who's worked with multiple guys at Texas and followed Texas growing up in Texas, Mm -hmm. look under Mack, they had a couple of NFL draft picks on the defensive line every single year, Uh, and that's. Absolutely fallen off. But is there more to it than that as Sarkeesian tries to rebuild Texas? Has it pass rush not been taught maybe in, in, in as well in the last five, six years? Is there something for Texas fans to latch on to as Sarkeesian uh,
1: rebuilds the program? Well, number one, I think you got to have a great coach. Um, and you guys do coach Coach Davis, Bo Davis is a phenomenal coach. Um I think you're always going to have the talent. Like, you guys definitely should be getting the talent in there at UT. I mean, with the resources y'all have there. Now, obviously, with what that team is doing up there in College Station, from a recruiting standpoint, they seem to be getting all the the big monsters on the D-line throughout the country. But I think Texas can duplicate that. I think they really can. I mean, they have the resources to do it. They've got the history to do it. It's getting the players. You guys got a great coach in place. You know, a nice aggressive scheme. Guys are going to want to come be a part of that. Hundred thousand seat stadium, a, t- a long, long history. It's just you got to rebuild it. As you rebuild it, you got to develop it, and I think you have the coach in place to develop it.
0: Um, uh, you run your company. It's called Feet, Hips, and Hands, right? Yeah, Feet, Hips, Hands. Yes, sir. All right. If do if if a young kid is watching this, or a dad that that is watching this wants to. Start working with you, and or start working uh, with uh, you know improving your son's play on, as a defensive lineman. What do you suggest they do?
1: Well, number one, you know everything about me is feet, hips, hands. My my social media, my my so my Twitter, my Instagram. You can always reach me, reach out to me on there. Even if we're not in the same area, I'll be more than happy to kind of point you in the right direction. Every the 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 uh, the biggest thing is. People have to understand that all work is not purposeful work. The people that you're going to work with, the people that you're putting your child with, whether they're defense alignment, offense alignment, you know, wide receivers, linebackers, it doesn't matter. You got to make sure the people that they're working with really truly understand the why behind everything that they're doing. They're not just going out there and, you know, stealing somebody's drill and trying to duplicate it. If you don't understand the why behind what somebody does, you're not doing that kid a justice. Um. Really, kind of learn the game. Learn what the what, learn what the, the big picture of the offense is. Learn what the big picture of the defense is. Learn that that as a defensive lineman, if I understand coverage going on behind me, it's going to tell me what I can do in in my pass rush. Learn, um, you know, try to understand the game from a situational standpoint. As you're breaking down a game and and breaking down your opponent, understand that third and two, you can't just go out and rush the quarterback. You know, you got to play the game. So really, really try to understand what's going on on the field, understand the picture of what your your team is trying to do, what your coach is trying to do, and and make sure that whatever you're doing kind of goes hand in hand with what your coach believes in, what he wants from you. Don't go out there and and learn something that your coach isn't going to let you do. And, And really, again, all work is not purposeful work. Make sure the people you work with really know what they're doing So that way you're being developed the right way.
2: I got one for you, Nathan, um, before we let you go. So Texas has really struggled on the offensive line in the last decade. When you are looking at offensive linemen, as you're studying those guys, aside from height, wingspan, all that stuff, what makes a really good offensive tackle and a really good offensive guard, in your opinion?
1: Um, With tackles, it, it number one with their hands they're not double hand punches they don't shoot with both hands when you shoot with both hands I mean that 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 makes an edge rusher kind of drool a little bit that's easy be a <laughs> uh, you know let everything be you know separate so inside out outside in be able to use your hands multiple ways um with guards you know and your feet obviously hold on with tackles your feet because A defensive end can can beat your hands, but you can still block them with your feet. You can block them with your hips. Guys, that's one of the best things Trent Williams has ever done. I mean, you can beat Trent's hands, but he'll still block you with his hip. And all he's got to do is push you off your rush track a half a yard. Um, A guard, don't be a hugger. If you're a hugger, meaning you go from low and you bring them hands out wide and you kind of come up top, don't be a hugger. That lifts your chest up. Your, your, your supplement that that daggone guys that hit you with that cross chop, you know, try to try to bring those hands and use your hands, punch with your hands and don't stop moving your feet. Don't ever open up your shoulders. Don't ever turn those shoulders. We call it vertical high shoulder. If you do, it opens up us to do that long arm on the inside peck and drive you off your back foot, which you have no recovery for. So really be good with your feet, understand how to use your hands and, and think about it from a terms of, What's the quickest way from point A to point B? A straight line. So bring those hands out. Don't hug with them. Don't bring them wide. When you do, it, it's going to really open you up for problems. What about center? Centers be really, really good with that ball hand. They're all pretty good with their with their off hand, but be, get get that ball hand. Be really fast and really good with that ball hand. Your snap hand. If if we can eliminate. If a center can eliminate a defensive tackle, a nose, a shade, a two-eye from attacking your snap hand because you're fast and you're good with your snap hand, your ball hand, then that's that's going to open you up for a better situation.
0: Got it. Jerry, you have anything else you want to ask? I think he covered it all. <laughs> yeah. Nathan, we, we really appreciate it, and I think the listeners appreciate um, uh, this sort of stuff because I think that ultimately uh, football is a fun sport because of everything involved in it. It's not just – yeah. It's not just following a team. It's following the aspects of the game that, that make it all fun for all of us. Uh, and I think that quite a few football nerds, as you would call it, also listen to this, this uh, video and podcast as well. So uh, appreciate your time. Once again, that's Nathan O'Neill uh, of Feet, Hips, and Hands. Uh, we'll uh, make sure that people are aware of his uh, website and his social media stuff uh, on the message board posts. Uh, Jerry, you
2: have any last things before we get going here? Nah, man. Nah. Uh, Nathan, I'll see you in Miami Sunday. <laughs> <From> <laughs> Camp, first, first stop of the, uh, the circuit this spring. Well, well, i excited.
1: Thanks a bunch, Nathan. Thanks, Thanks Jerry. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you. All right. Have a good one.